Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 163 of the One Before I Die podcast. Um, welcome back in. Uh, a day late here. Happy MLK Day to everybody. Uh, with the holiday, we decided to record a day late here. Obviously, first uh, playoff game down for the Buffalo Bills. Wild card weekend in the rearview mirror at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, so coming coming to you on a Wednesday here. And uh, going to be recapping this Bills game, obviously, huge win, 34-31 to 31 over the Miami Dolphins. Survive in advance is the motto of this episode in my eyes. Uh, but um, the Bills do get the W. They move on to the divisional round. They will be facing Cincinnati in Buffalo next week, um, or I guess this upcoming weekend. And um, and then the Sabres have been, you know, they've been rolling as well. They haven't been playing as, as good as kind of been pumping their tires, I think, last week was when we had the playoff uh, conversation and, they had that very hot December. They cooled down a little bit, but we'll talk about the Sabres as well um, and, and the way that they've been playing. But um, before we get into everything here, let's introduce Ethan over there in Chicago. Ethan, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday night? I'm kind of dragging, man. It feels, it feels tough to just go to work today, even though it's two days removed from the game. And I don't even think I... Like, I didn't even drink that much on Sunday watching the game. It just feels like I... I'm still ripping this hangover, but it's just because that game was absolutely insane and took everything out of my body. It feels like. Yeah. So, so, you know, your boys has just been kind of traveling a lot lately. So I was in Cincinnati for the game, um, which was an interesting one just because the Bengals were obviously playing later that night. Uh, so I was out there for something and, and there's a lot of Bengals fans around You're You're in a bar. It's, um, it, I'm not going to say I wasn't dialed in because I was. I mean, it was a playoff game and everything, um, but I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm dragging still from the weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of socializing. And, and it, I think that it was honestly in my favor in terms of the like, I would have been freaking out more if I was sitting at my apartment alone. Like I usually like doing like I like watching these games kind of usually secluded by myself. Um I, I usually freak out more in those situations because I'm, you know, so into it. I'm watching every little detail in the position I was in. I was kind of, you know, having to talk a little bit. And I wasn't as like to every single detail, which made it like a little bit less stressful, if that makes sense. Because like, I'm not looking yeah. at every single play. I'm not seeing where, you know, wow, we should have put him away there, you know, 20 minutes ago, even though I could still feel that. I mean, that game should have been, I mean, it's it's the story of the Bills in the second half of the year. It's the stories of the Bills against the Dolphins this year. Um, and it's almost like, and this is kind of what I was thinking going into this episode, is like, how how am I going to talk about this, you know, this team again? It's, it's the same team every week in and week out. They don't really, they haven't changed our mind in terms of, they, they finally put together a full 60 minutes yet, but then they're also still winning these games. And I've just come to the, to the conclusion, I guess here is that our team is a very good offensive team at times. And then we, then we don't do anything for half the game. We're super inconsistent and we're just going to eventually have to find out when we play a very high level opponent, like the Bengals are this week. And then eventually the chiefs, maybe if we win, we're going to see if this inconsistent play is going to get it done. Like that's just what we have to come to terms with is that I feel like this is what we're going to get for the rest of this year, um, let alone, I, I don't know if this is going to, you know, drag on throughout the rest of Ken Dorsey's time in Buffalo and the, in the rest of the time that Allen's there. We've obviously seen games where he's been very, very good the entire time, 
But I, I just feel like for the rest of this year, we're a team that looks like unbelievable that you can't be stopped for, you know, a couple drives in a row. And then you look like a team that will just let anyone back in the game and shoot yourselves in the foot. And I think that's like the same exact team we're probably going to see in Buffalo against Cincinnati this week because nothing's told me otherwise. Am, am I, yeah. you know, like it's just, no, it's I mean, just but that, been like that, that since the bye. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was... Going into the playoffs, I was saying that exact sentiment, though, right? Like this, this you were asking, like, how confident are you? And this was what I was saying. You know, this team is just not consistent. They find ways to win. And yeah, see, you're, that's I mean, the only thing is, is the inconsistent play and, and the way that they, you know, you're, you're still putting up 34 points, which is a lot of points. But again, this game shouldn't have been close. We should have covered yep. we, all that stuff. Is that going to still be, are they, are they almost so good to the, this is a little bit of a spin zone. Are they almost so good to the point where they play this crazy way and they're still able able to squeak out games and it doesn't even matter? Like that's the that's the question when we play these you know opponents now down the line when the real teams are weeded out um, and you're not playing a Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Is that going to be able to get it done? I, I'm not necessarily saying it is, but I'm also not necessarily saying it isn't just because we're still what on like a nine game winning streak and I, and it's just like that is the fact of the matter at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see what happens here. I mean, we're going to find out very quickly. The Bengals are a very good team. Um, I mean, you can say what they want about their game. They kind of maybe squeaked one out against another divisional opponent. Yeah. Playing a backup quarterback yeah. as well. But I, I think that game, it kind of makes me mad comparing that Bills game and the Bengals game in a little bit. How people are saying, you know, they're in a similar situation. I mean, the Bills game shouldn't have been close. Like you were saying, like, we hurt ourselves to to lose that game. It was it'd be one thing if the Dolphins were driving the ball and doing a lot of good things, but they weren't. I mean, they were averaging under three yards of play. I think Skylar Thompson had, you know, under two hundred yards passing. It was just like they. It was they it was almost like the first game of the 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 first time we played the Dolphins this year. Obviously, the Dolphins came out with the win, but it was statistically lopsided like that game, right? And it was still a exactly. close game. Exactly. So I don't know what it is like with the Dolphins. I mean, we both of us predicted too, like. Everybody was saying that, you know, we should just destroy the Dolphins. The line was crazy. I, You know, both of us said in our predictions that it was going to be a one-score game, right? Like, it was going to be weirdly closer than people think. And I think, we, you know, we were kind of spot on there. Um, yeah, I mean, I even, I think I even, I think I, I had the score prediction a little wrong in terms of gap, but I, I think I'm pretty sure I said. You said 31 for sure. Yeah, I said 31 for sure. But, I, but what I was going to say is I'm pretty sure my when I was describing it, I was saying it's going to be a game where we, it feels like we should be dominating and it's yeah, going to come down to them, you know, having a chance at the end or, or whatever. Like, I think the way that I said it kind of played out the way it did. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I it's just weird, man. Cause I'm, I'm like doing a lot of reflection, like how we got here type of situation. And I don't know, like, it seems like after the bye, this team just was never the same. And I don't know what, what's wrong with that. Did, did we get scouted? And I know we lost guys. Like, we lost Von Miller, which was huge. And I saw a stat on how, like, our pass rush basically went from, like, top five to bottom five ever since he I went out. I saw that, too. Yeah, on a four-man um, rush. Yeah, which is, like, absolutely insane. Saying how one person can can change it that much. and I, Yeah. I guess, he, but, you know. But again, like, I, I always... And this is, I think, where we we differ, where I always view like how this team is going by its offense and the defense is kind of like 
an added bonus almost, right? Because my argument has always been like, if this Bills team is going to win a Super Bowl, it's because the offense is going to have to do the legwork. And the defense has kind of been up and down, I feel like, all year, right? Where like they started super hot, kind of maybe went into a lull. They picked it back up. Von Miller went down. We've been real shaky ever since then. So it's like, it's it's hard with this, when you have this many injuries on the defense. And it's just, I think there's, you know, that second cornerback spot has been a major concern all year. Not having Micah Hyde. It, it's just, it is what it is, the defense-wise. Like, I can take the shakiness there. But the thing that really bothers me is this offense because you think about it, like personnel wise, it's pretty much the same as, as last year, right? You, you, yeah, you, you lose a Cole Beasley, even though he's back, he's not the same, but basically the main, the main characters are still here. And the only thing that you really can point out to that's changed is, is Ken Dorsey, right? Like has has he affected this offense that much where it's like, we've gone through, just, just just think about how we score. Like, yeah, you can say we're still putting up 34 points, right? Like, yeah, you could say the offense is still scoring, but it's the manner of which we're scoring is completely different. Last year, we would have sustained drives where we would go 80 yards and it seemed automatic, right? Sure, we wouldn't score maybe on all those drives, but we'd get like first downs, get a field goal. Every time we had the ball, we just seemed so dangerous and, so, and, and we would get, just rip chunk play after chunk play and this year, it's almost a complete 180 where it seems extremely hard to consistently put drives together. Yeah, we've done it, but it's not at that same clip. And whenever we have the ball, I don't have that same confidence where it's like it seems like getting first downs are a lot harder. But this this year, it's just we have these big plays that seem to come, you know, at these key key moments in the game. And so it's just... It's, it just doesn't seem sustainable, and we're going to see, right? We're going to see this this week. We're going to see if we do get by the Bengals, we're going to see against the Chiefs if that works out. It's just it seems like we're more of a roller coaster team than that steady wagon that we were last year in the first few games of this year. Yeah, and I – yeah, no, I mean, I we, we've talked about this at nauseum, I feel like. We're, we're bringing up Dorsey's name every every week and trying to figure it out. Um <sighs> But I, I, I've I seen stats all the time. Changed, no, I know. I'm just saying because I think I think they're the I think you can look at it that way. And, and the way that you're looking at it is completely fair. Um, I also think you can. And I'm not even saying this is the way I'm looking at it or what my necessary. Like, I, I, I tend to agree with you there, but I think you can also say it's it's different ways of getting the same result almost because if you do look at people will post these stats and, and, and you know, plays yards per play. And I know the the long bombs will um basically make that you know make them similar or whatever but like the the yards per play the points per game like they're all pretty much the same under Dable and Dorsey it's just the way that we're doing it is different who knows if that like again like you said who knows if that's going to really matter down the line like if we're if we're just getting these plays every game and we're lolling here or there but we're still like rounding up at 35 points a game no matter what the way we do it like is that going to really matter in the long run? If you know what I mean, it's it's just different ways well, of getting no, these results. Like I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't view it as you need to put up thirty five points and you're going to go win a game. It's when right. you, it's when you're playing when, when you're yeah when you're when you're playing a team like the Bengals or the Chiefs like it like versus the Dolphins. If you say we, if we put up thirty five points against the Dolphins and we don't win, then that's then that's going to be a problem. But when you're playing teams like the Bengals and the Chiefs. A lot of these games are who can control the pace on offense 
and who can keep the ball out of the other team's quarterback's hands the longest period of time while still scoring all your drives, right? Like that's that was literally why we lost to the Chiefs last year in the playoffs is because Mahomes ended up having the ball one more time with us with then with more time on the clock, mm-hmm. right? But this offense that we have this year was not that offense that we had in that game last year, right? Like there's too many times this offense in, in critical positions, right? Just when you think you're gonna you're gonna turn the corner, we go up 10. We make a stop. We get the ball back up 10 and it's like, we can't move it. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, you can't even go down. It's, it's a lot more. It's, no, I do. It's just, I do understand where you're kind of coming from there because it, it comes down to when you're playing the Bengals and the chiefs in those games, it comes down to more, more possessions than it's a, it's possession yeah, game. It's not more how than, many you score, right? Not as explosive. Like, and, yeah, and, exactly. And so it comes down to these situational times where you're going to need to be able to sustain drives where even if you don't put it in the back of the end zone, you know, you're taking some time off the clock or whatever the case may be, which maybe this this team isn't capable of. I don't know. This team also still did beat the Chiefs early in the year where it was before all of this kind of stuff happened, but that's still in the back of your mind. Um, again, I, I don't know. They, I, I just think this team is what they are. I, I, I think they can. I think they have just as good as a chance to win this game as, you know, as honestly, I thought they would be having going into the year. I, like I. I it's just a team. It's hard to figure out that. Like I know, like the concerns there, and those are the same concerns as me. But at the same time, like, dude, this team makes clutch plays. Like, like anything can happen in these games, especially these playoff games where you don't know if the defense is going to come out with a big play or whatever. That is the concerning part of it is the possession aspect of it. Um, but I don't know, man. Like it's like I, I'm not gonna. I, I do still feel like relatively confident in in the team in a weird way. Like I like you, it's still yeah. hard to like not have like trust in them, like going against, you know, you're going to the divisional round playing a team, um, you know, on a nine game win streak, whatever the case may be. Like you still have these same players that are on the team that have formed a, a 13 win team three seasons in a row or whatever it is. It, it, it can work out and it's any any given Sunday and it's not I mean we're favorites in this game we're five and a half point yeah favorites. I mean I was just gonna say like so it's like we think we have like just as good a chance you know, you know no one's like woe is me right as as looking at from the outside in as Bills fans it's like no one's like oh wow I you know this team is a, I feel bad for them whatever like from the from the outside perspective like we are still what the second Super Bowl favorites probably behind the Chiefs at this point so um uh, it, it's just it's just that. it's just frustrating no I think we are I think Odds wise, we oh, are. you mean odds wise? Okay. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's 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 just this. The game should have been put away a while, you know, way before it did. The motto here to me: survive in advance. Once you get to the playoffs, it it's all that matters. And maybe next week we're uh, we're talking about it in a different way that than we are now. And it's you know these things came back to bite us. But at, at this point, moving forward, you got to find a way to get a W. I don't care who it's against. Um. And, you know, you live to fight another day, to be honest, and um, game plan for the for the Bengals and, and see what see what happens. But um, what else what else you got here before we want to, I guess, preview this game or or talk about this more? Yeah, I I, I, I see what you're saying. And by no means, I just want to say, like, I, I'm not going in this game thinking that we don't have a shot. Yeah. We, we are the favorites. We are the betting favorites. I think the line is absolutely crazy in my mind, too, though. Like I think we're four or five point favorites right now. Yeah, I, I think it's like five, bananas. five and like a half. I get, I get home field advantage is huge in the playoffs, especially coming to Buffalo. But I mean these these teams are so even. It seems like, and 
I mean, if you watch the first part of that Bengals Monday night game, it's like the defense couldn't stop that offense. And the two times I had the ball and I know it was still at first quarter when the game ended, but I don't, I don't know. It just seems absolutely crazy that to me that we're five point, I, this game should be a pick em in my eyes. But anyway, we do, we have a shot. I think it's, it's, it's going to come down to, you know, a one possession game. Hopefully in my eyes, it's, it's going to be, I mean, it, it's going to be quarterback versus quarterback, but are we going to be able to turn the Bengals over? Right. Cause our defense, we know what our defense is. It's not going to consistently get stops. And that's, that's the one thing that scares me. Cause I think the Ravens match up well against the Bengals, right? The Bengals kind of have a beaten up offensive line and the Ravens defense is nasty. So they, they can lock down that Bengals offense a little bit and kind of slow them down. They got a good run game so they can kind of control the pace of play. I just hate, you know, you're talking about how you like how we match up against Miami better than like some of these other teams that we were playing before the playoffs. I hate how we match up against. Cincinnati. No, I was That's saying, my point. No, 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 I was saying, I think that we match up better against the chiefs than maybe some the other chiefs. teams. Like, okay. like like there's teams that are similar to us where they have like high flying explosive offenses, okay defenses, but rely heavily on your on your quarterback. So you like how we match up against the Bengals then? I think the Bengals are a little bit of a different team than the Chiefs. I think I think the Bengals defense is a little bit underrated. Um yeah. I think it's a solid defense. Uh again, I, I've always preached that Allen is better than Burrow. Burrow's obviously taken a significant leap this year and I think it's hard to argue that he's not a top three quarterback in this league now but I've always stood on the on the ground that um I think my whole thing with like those two was always Burrow can make just as many throws as Allen he has the arm talent he can do all that kind of stuff but I think when it comes down to the intangibles of of Allen rushing for a fourth and one or a third and two in critical time where he can bowl someone over or jump over someone he makes those incredible plays that I think that separates him a little bit from Burrow other than that I think they're pretty much the same player but th- I've always been in that kind of camp of like, you know, you watch these games with Allen sometimes and it comes down to these clutch plays. And it's like, I don't see any other quarterback in the league doing that in that exact moment. Um, Just yeah. the sure will and, sure, and sheer grit out of him. I think that's what separates him a little bit more. Um, So that's kind of like where I'm. The only the only thing I'll play devil's advocate here is, I mean, we're going to find out on Sunday. That's the yeah. cool thing is they're going to play. And I think. I think there's no way you can argue one way or the other unless based on how this game goes, it's going to be telling, right? Yeah. The one thing that I will say is that it was never a concern until I guess the second half of this year is just like Allen's decision-making is the one thing that I, I will put a finger on, right? Where it's like, yeah, with Josh Allen, you're going to get all of what you just talked about, but you're also going to get some of these plays where it's like, you want to just bash your face in where I think Burrow, yeah. Maybe, yeah, he's not as definitely not as athletic, definitely not as strong or as big or makes these, you know, insane athletic plays. But I mean, I just think he's a surgeon out there and he's not going to he's not going to make that red zone turnover. He's not going to put it into triple coverage, right? Like he's not going to do that kind of those kind of things that maybe turn the tides. And that's I know it's not sexy, but maybe that's like those are that's kind of kind of what what can lose or win you a playoff game. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, and, and I don't know if we're reverting back to like almost cause, cause I always like to ask myself the question too, when it comes down to Allen and, and, and his decision-making where obviously last year in the beginning part of this year, it was, it was significantly improved from what he's shown in the rest of his career in terms of decision-making. But I've always asked myself and why I always ride with him is like, if he wasn't like this type of player reckless and stuff, would he still like, would he still have those strengths that he has? Like that's almost becoming his identity. And, and even 
even last year where he wasn't making as many uncharacteristic moves, he still played with a lot of risk involved. Like that's just kind of the player he is where I don't think he would be as good. And I'm not saying it's good or a bad or, or whatever, but that's just kind of the player that, you know, who he is. Um, And so without any of that kind of crazy variables, I don't know if he makes as many of the plays as he does on the, on the good side of things either. It's just, I don't know. He, he's becoming, he's becoming into this Brett Favre type type player, which, you know, I always always called him the agent of chaos, and that's kind of coming back to to life more than ever right now. And um, right, which is which is like, which I is like I, I never know how to assess it because without that, like, is he is he just super bland and, and not making as many mistakes? But they're also just not putting up points. No, but I I think it was more of I think he's I hate to say it like now, but I think he's kind of regressed a little bit. Like he's always been an agent of chaos, but not at the same clip. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like last year, the reason why I feel like he made a name for himself and kind of putting him in that elite tier was because he was able to scale back the turnovers while still making all these insane plays. Whereas this year, like you're still going to get all these insane plays, but the turnover numbers have just increased dramatically. So it's almost like he's kind of reverted back to, to year two closer than I feel like in year three, even though he's still putting up like, insane offensive numbers but if you look at it in respect to his turnovers and and some of those like bad decisions that he's made it's it's not as it's not what we were accustomed to last year yeah no i see what you're saying what what was i'm trying to remember the other interception because i know that one interception that he threw a bomb to was just that was a bad decision i feel like that the other one though was kind of like deflection was it not yeah it was like he threw it to beasley and it deflected yeah so i don't know um but it, it's not even like like the inner like but those are those are it's not like you can't just pinpoint those exact plays because those are the ones that got picked off it's just like his whole body of work right like he's throwing deep way more it, it, it's just like some of these reads that he's not making as quick and there's check downs over the middle where it's like just take the check down it's it seems like he doesn't make those same plays that last year he would right like I thought last year the way the way that he elevated his game was he would he was smarter, right? Because that's what everybody always lacked. Like nobody was ever saying that Josh Allen can't make plays with his legs or can't, you know, make a 50-yard throw down the field on the run. It was that he was he couldn't make a simple play or make the the smart decision. And last year he proved that he could do that while still doing those other things that make him an elite prospect. And this year it seems like he's just forcing the ball down the field more. Instead of, I even go back to that third and one, man, like where he threw a 30 yard bomb to Shakir, who made an insane catch on that, where he could have took that outside and ran ran for a couple yards with his legs, or he could have, you know, dumped it over to the running back and said he's third and one and we're throwing it 30 yards down the field. And yeah, like, yeah, it's awesome when it works out, but it's just like you're playing the probabilities at this point, you know? No, I get you. Um, I get you. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm just still in the. In it's the too boat late here. to change anything now. Like, no, it's just. It's ride, it's ride or die. Or I mean, it's, it's ride or die. But it's also. It's just. It, it, until it comes back to to truly bite us. And and again, you, we don't know if that will ever. Like, if he plays like this for the rest of the year and they win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. You know what it I mean? Like they not, proved that they can win with all the stuff that's been happened. So it's like. It's just hard to bash, and 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 maybe it's not. Maybe it's more so like a team thing, and not like getting away from just Josh Allen because it's obviously other thing, other variables are involved. But it's if you win and, and this, all this inconsistencies happen, and, and you somehow squeak out the win, when you do that for 
how many games straight and the last one's the Super Bowl then and you still this this stuff all still happens but you still went like it's it's okay right so until we like until it really comes back and bites us and then yeah that's gonna suck and maybe it will that's why we're talking about it because we're we're talking about the possibilities that will happen in this game but you know when when you are on a nine ten game winning streak and all this stuff keeps happening it's it just feels like a broken record talking about like oh well he does this he does this but it's like oh but yep. we still won um but I don't know no, I, 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 I mean, this is just we're talking about going into the next week, though, right? Like this is yeah. this is kind of what our feelings are going into this game against the Bengals, and I get yeah. what you're saying. And, and, like, and it, it, like I want to be proven wrong. Like, it sucks to watch because I feel like I'm gonna throw up the entire game. But I mean, if at the end of the game and we win the same way, like it doesn't matter. It's the playoffs at this point. If you win, you move on. So yeah, and so that's what I was gonna get into predictions here, just score predictions. Um. I think I said this last. I don't want to do like I don't want to do. We don't do predictions in the playoffs. I thought. <laughs> I know. Well, I was going to say that's what I said last episode, and I was just going to make a callback to last year where I was. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not predicting the Bills to lose. Um. All right, so we won't we won't do score predictions. Fine. Screw it. <laughs> I'll say Bills win then, but I won't give a score or anything. We I mean we did one last week, but we'll we'll. Uh, We'll omit that this episode. Um, all right. Well, anyway, that game's on Sunday. What's a three o'clock kickoff? Uh, Nance and Romo on the call again for that, I believe. I think they've been on the call for like seven of our games this year. Uh, should be a good one, though. I mean, last thing I'll say is, I mean, it, you know, it's all come down to, right? Obviously, the game got canceled against the Bengals early year. Um, so, you know, we're going to have another chance to play them. So I, I, everything kind of comes back to fruition here. We play, you know, we play our the trilogy with the Dolphins, the first round here. It's all setting up for a storybook ending if they can pull it off, right? It'll be not, you know, any less sat or any more satisfying than the way they'll do it because assuming the Chiefs win and um, we're, we're going to get this Bengals game one way or the other. So it's, it's going to come back and this time it's in Buffalo and we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll move on from the Bills talk. We'll move on to some Sabres talk here. Um which which way do you want to start this one? Because they're playing last night, as you guys are listening to this, they're playing Chicago, one of the worst teams, in the, I think the worst team in the league, an absolute must-win game. I'm going to say that before I even know what happens. going to watch it later tonight, obviously, but this comes out tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, the team's been struggling a little bit, and and I think it's uh, yeah. and I think it's kind of the same issues that we've been talking about throughout this year, even when they were winning. I mean, the defense still isn't great. Uh, yep. You know, you have Darlene and Samuelson in power, who honestly, it's not like they've been playing great, but when they do, they're, you know, I'm to the point where they're your only three good defensemen. You have to kind of scrap everything else on the back end and figure something out moving forward. Uh, the, the Tage Thompson tuck line that they've been on a tear all year has not scored at all in the past few games. So everything's kind of just winding down. They're not really playing the game that they can play and, and play well, which I think is high flying, high scoring. You know, this team is a, a team that scores three, four goals a game, if not five, and they're scoring one to two goals a game. They're not going to win like that with the defense that we have. Um, you know, they a couple of weeks ago, they go through a little bit of a lull and Granado sits down Quinn and Paterka for a little bit and brings in Aspen and Henestroza, which I wasn't opposed to the move. But at the same time, it's like the team was just all, all like as soon as that happened, just so much less explosive. Um, they had that, you know, terrible loss to Philly 
the the bad loss to Seattle, Winnipeg, you know, three straight. They finally get back in the win column in Nashville, but then they lose again to Florida. So, I mean, the team's just kind of going through one of these lulls again, which is kind of what you called last episode when, you know, I, I brought up that playoff question and, you know, maybe I was getting too on my high horse, like credit to you for kind of saying, you know, this is the kind of team that maybe kind of goes on these stretches. And right now they're in one of those, those low stretches like they were at the beginning of the year when they lost whatever it was, eight, 10 in a row. So, I mean, you know, maybe you're right with that take, and maybe it's just the the team this this young group needs to figure it out. But um, yeah, I mean, it hasn't I, been I, well. I think it's I think it's simple, man. It comes down to experience. I talked about this before, right? On how valuable it would be if we made the playoffs just to get that experience. But I, you know, we were riding our high horse, and this team was playing unbelievable. But I I I think I highlighted a few things: is that this team is still you know, a couple pieces away, right? Like we were talking about, or did you say, did you, were you asking me like, do they, do they make a trade to try to make a playoff push? And and I think you just kind of ride. No, it no, out. no, I don't want to, I don't want to, I did not say that. I want to make that abundantly clear. I just said, we, we both, think, ask, we both, no, just... we, I just asked the question. I said, do you think they're gonna make the playoffs this year? And then as yeah. the conversation progressed, we both agreed that they should, you know, if they're going to make, the, I said, if they're going to, I said, I think they're gonna make the playoffs, but if they do, I hope they don't do anything drastically stupid. Like they're going to make it with this team is what I said. Yeah. Like I didn't, we agreed. I didn't want them to go make some crazy trade for a playoff push just for this year. Yeah. And I, and this, but this happens right where teams, no matter how good or bad you are, like you're going to go through stretches like this, right? Yeah. And hopefully it's not eight games, like the eight games at the beginning of the year that can't happen to good teams. Like you usually got to figure it out after a few games and, and figure out what, what's not working and get back to the way that you've been playing beforehand. Right. So like stretches like this are always going to happen regardless of how good you are. The thing is though, this team is still young and they're still experiencing things like this. So they got to figure it out, battle through, you know, find, go back and figure out what, what they're not doing right. I mean, it's simple. Like the Thompson line is not scoring. That's well, like 50% of your goals right there. Yeah. The defense is kind of relapsed to what we see, what we saw earlier in the year. And I, I, I mean, the, the team is just still a couple players away, right? Where yeah. you're going to win games, but you, you're not going to win consistently when you don't have that fully built out lineup on a nightly basis. Yeah, the the thing with that's going on with the team the past couple of weeks that is just annoying to me, and I don't know, maybe it's the like I don't know, maybe Granado and Adams are kind of handling this the right way, but um, obviously with the the whole goalie thing, right? They're playing with these, these three goalies on the roster, they're moving guys around a lot, um, and I don't know if it's for like I wonder where if they only had two goalies healthy. I wonder if Krebs would be moved out of the lineup. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying like he's playing very good, but it's it's annoying and it's and it and it worries me that you have guys like Krebs that were like finally found a little bit of a stretch, like playing on that opposed line, and like then he moves out of the lineup. Obviously, the Quinn and Paterka like go down, like they're back. Um, but it seems to be a lot more shuffling the lineup, and I don't know if it's like panic shuffles by Granado because they've gone through a little bit of a lull here, but like a lot more shuffling with those like key guys that are younger that I you know you would hope to be part of the future for a long time that are in and out of the lineup. Now you have like Aspen moving back in. Like it seemed like when they were working and, and winning a lot, like they had that core group of guys playing. Um, and I don't know. It's just like to see like Krebs, like move out of the lineup again. I'm not saying like maybe he doesn't deserve to get out, but it's like at some point these guys need to like prove that they're like able to stay in the lineup for a full time. Um, and 
I don't know. It's just been a lot of scrambling, I guess, from Granado lately. That's kind of been been frustrating, I guess. I don't I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. I know that we like you you kind of differ on that whole goalie thing where it's like whatever, like the guys aren't actually going down to Rochester it's just to make room for the three goalies, but like I don't know, it's like make a decision well, I at saw some that point. Elliot Friedman reported that they're actively looking to trade Henestroza. Okay, so there you go. That's something that that's great news, honestly, if you're me then, because that they need to do something to that so they're not just shuffling like crazy i don't even care if these guys are going anywhere or whatever i just feel like that like there's no i don't know i don't like the way they're kind of handling this this whole situation like they have too many guys on the team clearly right now if they're trying to play all of them yeah it's it's just a tough situation i don't hate it as much as you are because i think it is i don't even like hate it necessarily is the right word it's just like i don't know if it's like the best way to like be handling your roster I think as long as they're all transparent and communicating with the players, right? As long as Kevin Adams and Granado are telling them what's going on and everybody's yeah. on the same page and doesn't affect morale, then yeah, yeah, like if they can prove that they can handle it, then I think it's actually a pretty savvy way to be able to like navigate an extra roster spot. But yeah, it's annoying to have to deal with that. And as a player, it's like, I want to kind of earn my spot in the lineup. I get what you're saying there. And it's kind of stupid to carry three goalies around. I just think... The goalie situation is very weird because I think UPL right now is the clear leader in, in the clubhouse as far as giving them the best chance to win plus the best upside. Um, I mean, he's he's clearly going to be your goalie of the future if he's the guy, right? Like, it's it's not Anderson. Comrie has been underwhelming, I think, so far, and I, I, don't, I haven't seen enough from him to say that he could be a starter for us in the future, um, maybe a backup, but... The thing is, I think Anderson is still like your second best goalie right now. You know what I'm it's, saying? Well, it's weird because so, they're playing and, UPL pretty much as their starter, and then they're like rotating in Comrie Anderson like as the bat as they're like a backup together. Because it's not yeah. like they're all three of them are, or it's not like two of them are getting more playing time, and then one of them's on the back burner or vice versa. Like one of them's like playing the most, and then a second, a third fiddle. It's like UPL is clearly like playing starting minutes, and then like every like three games the backup will play regardless if it's Comrie or Anderson. So it's like if you're having three goalies on the team just to have two backups, like that's kind of where it gets a little bit interesting. Yeah, I think the problem is is that, you know, Anderson, if he wanted to move him out of here, he'd have to go on waivers. And I'm guessing they 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 have something where they're talking to him and he like they, they respect him too much to try to do that, right? Because he doesn't want to get go get claimed and like move his family at this point. Like he's probably done yeah. in an six months so i don't know it's a tricky situation i think if they move henestroza it clears up a lot of things they're just going to carry three goalies i guess and figure it out but i don't think that matters too much based on where they are this year they're going and they'll fix their roster going in the next year i'm just more concerned about like let's start getting back to the winning ways like let's get the thompson and tuck line going again i think the one thing that's been a real struggle during this stretch and you kind of touched on it has been that second line that you're just not getting that same push from these guys. And I think Quinn and Paterka have struggled a little bit. Um, their numbers aren't looking great as far as, you know, like scoring wise over the past few games. I know Quinn did finally put one in, but I mean, yeah, luckily it's, it's just like not they, the same production back, that they, you need out of the second better. line. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I will say is that like, surprisingly the third line has picked up like they they've kind of yeah, been Olsen. the only line that's been consistently scoring during this like rough stretch. And that's um, when you know like and, and it's kind of proven like that can't happen because it's like 
they're when that when they're your best line, we're losing games. You know, right. so it's like, yeah. if, like if that if that's the case, like you know that like these other guys need to step up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think just a lot of it comes down to that, like. Like Thompson was scoring like every game, and we knew that he was going to settle down at some point. Maybe not this much. Like I don't think he scored in like four games, and like out of like a guy of that caliber at this point, like where or like what we think he is, like he can't really like take like four games off of not finding the score sheet at all. Um, I know he did have an assist in the Nashville game, and and we did win that game. Um, but that but that top line has cooled down significantly. So. I think we've talked about it, you know, at times before, but like the lack of depth and you just called it out right there at the second line, like that will eventually hurt teams that um, aren't kind of at that level yet of like a Colorado or Tampa Bay, where like when your top line cools down, you have these other, you know, lines that step up and, and fill in the gaps um, and, uh, and, and keep, you know, pushing out and, and winning games when you need to. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it though, on that top line, the way that I've been watching them play, I, I just think, Thompson's become a little trigger shy and I think they're trying to make you know that one extra pass maybe a little too fancy like these guys just got to start shooting the puck a little bit more and I think mm-hmm. you know they're going to find some way ways to score at this point you know I don't I don't I, yeah. I I just think we're just trying to and I think we saw that too when we were going through our early losing streak is this team I think is so a lot of skill on it and is very young um where they they have a tendency to try to make those extra passes instead of just shooting the puck more you know this when when we just when we just pepper the goalie i think that's when things open up and we get those better chances as well like it's just putting pucks on net is never a bad thing and i think we kind of have a, like a tendency to try to make the extra move and kind of get into these situations where everybody's trying to be a hero instead of just let's shoot the puck on net yeah no, I'm with you. Um, I mean, they, they need to get this win tonight in, uh, or I guess last night in Chicago. Um, kind of a bummer you're not going to that. I thought you were gonna, thought you were gonna go to that. I was supposed to. It's just, I'm exhausted, honestly, and I got a long day at work, and it was just, it was just not in the cards. It was just not in the, not not in the cards today. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else to talk about here on the swords or the bills before we kind of wrap this thing up? I think that's all I got in me. That's yeah. That's all I got left in the tank as well, but um, cool. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening in episode 163 of the one before I die podcast. Go bills, go Sabres as always. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully, hopefully we're coming in uh, with a positive episode moving on to the AFC championship. Which uh, you know, if it does boil down to us in KC, we're going we're going to neutral neutral site. So that should also be an interesting topic to talk about if that ends up being the ends up being the case. But um, we'll talk about that next week, uh, and we'll see you then. Peace.